On today's episode, the NFL free agency period is in full swing, and man, has it been a crazy one. We've got all the moves that are going to impact your dynasty team here, and we're going to talk about them today. I'm Avery Huffman. I'm here with Nathan Schmidt. Hey, hey. And Simon Denny. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to Dynasty Domain. All right, let's get into it. So we're going to start this week like we start every week, and that is with our trade scenario of the week. And this one's a bit juicy. We're only going to do one this week because we've talked quite a bit about this one um, off mic, and there are some interesting points to go around on both sides here. Uh, Like I said, we're going to cover all of the free agency moves that have happened uh, in the last week and a half today on this episode. Uh, But this one includes a player, the biggest player, obviously, that was moved in the past week, which was... Deshaun Watson. Yeah, Deshaun Watson. So um, we're going to touch more in depth on that in a minute. But our trade scenario of the week is Deshaun Watson. For Jonathan Taylor. Yep, JT. Our, our own JT. So, stra- so straight up, right? Straight up. Simple as that. Yeah, one for one. <sighs> All right. So here's my thing with this trade. I think this solely depends on Deshaun's suspension. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if Deshaun is suspended for half the year or more, number one, if he's suspended for a full, well, we don't know what his suspension is going to be, but if he's suspended for a full year, is, is are, are you even thinking about this still? Yes. Yes. I still am. Yes. We we play in super flex. No, I get it. I'm, guys, I'm more of a quarterback cra- yeah, you love your quarterback. craver right. than yeah. you both. Right. Really, I am. I, I'm like anti-draft receivers and a startup over quarterbacks, but... But but I mean I'm if I'm a contender, I'm looking at JT's full year of production with the Colts next year, running it back with what's going going to be a very similar offense now that they've got Matt Ryan, another move we're going to talk about today. Um, and I'm I'm saying okay if Deshaun Watson's I mean if I can get a full year out of JT, I don't think you're going to get Deshaun Watson cheaper now than you will next offseason. Correct. I mean, his his price has gone up, and now it's going to stay where it's at. Yes, right? absolutely. Because wh- where are you guys valuing him now? Uh, he's a top five dynasty quarterback asset. Yes, um, but where was he before this? Was I mean? No, before this, yeah, before this, absolutely. Before this, you could move. You could oh, yeah, have moved JT move, and gotten JT. and, and yeah. gotten Deshaun plus. I, I do think that you could say next off season he's he's tier one with Mahomes and Allen. I, I could see yeah. that within reason. Yeah, I, yeah and also, I mean, I think, I personally think we, as fans and just as your uh, basic football viewers, we have short memories. So when we lose an entire season of watching someone like Deshaun Watson play, we forget how incredible he is and the numbers that he puts up and his ability on the field. And the longevity of a quarterback and him losing half a season at least is way less important to me than if JT missed half a season or a year because JT is only lasting half listen, as long as Deshaun does. Listen, you're preaching to the choir. I have Deshaun in almost every league. I got him low yeah. and I and I banked on him. I'm a Deshaun, I'm a Deshaun guy from a fantasy standpoint. I have so many shares of him. Not only that, I'm a quarterback guy. So I mean you're you're talking to the person who fully understands what you're saying i get all this here's my point if Desha- if i know deshaun watson is playing a full year right now i'm absolutely taking deshaun watson every day of the week 100 i oh, get yeah. it i get it I agree. but i'm saying if i'm contending and i and in most leagues i am right now 
I have, I mean, there's a roster. I have JT and Deshaun. If you're asking me which one is more important to contend to this win year, this year, it's Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Would, yeah. Yeah. Right. No, I agree. There. So that is the only reason is I would a consider that. Soul win now move. If you're halfway through the season and you're like, hey, I lost these one, two games or one or two games because of my lack of running back yep. ability and I have a quarterback to spare and that's Deshaun Watson. Then you might look just and that's to go that's for the it. only reason I think if even if you're a productive struggle team I think you're taking Deshaun Watson like every day of the week because you know Deshaun you've got you know at least ten more years out of Deshaun Watson yeah and, and, right. and what's Jake Chi gonna do for you giving you thirty points a week when you're not winning when you're not the league. when you're not winning yeah. yeah but if you're contending the potential firepower from JT you're gonna get again this year that's what's making me okay I'm considering now right. taking the JT side of that trade right. And quarterbacks are more valuable. Deshaun is a top five quarterback for sure. I 100% agree. I'm just thinking from my roster construction, if I'm contending, I might prefer to take that production this year. And if I want Deshaun, then maybe next year I move off of JT and go to Deshaun because then yeah. that's putting me in a better position to contend even the next year and beyond. Does, right. that, does that make sense? Oh, yeah. yeah. And if Deshaun had played last season, I think this wouldn't even be a question. No, contending it wouldn't. Or next, not season, contending, next season it, it won't It doesn't be. matter, but... The the only the big question still, it doesn't matter how amazing Deshaun Watson is, it is hard to come back after not playing for almost it, it will be a year and a half since he last stepped on a football field. Absolutely. Um, and that's uh, although you know, he's still training he's and stuff. Still yeah, but it's it's not the same as playing, but for sure. I know. You're right. But, so But he's obviously a super talented, yeah. you know, prospect. I think I, I we're gonna we're gonna segue into this anyways, yeah. but um yeah, but you guys, so you guys see my point, you yeah. know. I think, I think yeah. if I'm trying to win this year, if I'm trying to get fantasy points this year, I'm taking Jonathan Taylor. As far as long term and in a super flex league and value wise, I think it's, I think Deshaun Watson's obviously the better Possible, way to go there for sure. So yeah. it's a situational trade, I think. But it was just interesting because we were having some interesting conversations about this. You obviously could have made that trade one for one before. Oh, uh, easily. And and now it's like you know, people are starting to realize what I've been realizing the whole time. And that leads us to our first big free agency news of the day. Deshaun Watson, formerly of the Houston Texans, was traded to, of all places, the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, where quarterbacks used to go to die. Where quarterbacks used to go to die. Uh, in return, Houston got three first-round picks. One is the 13th this year, right? A yep. couple thirds, a couple fourths. Three, yeah, okay, yeah. It's a combined total of th- six picks. And what's, and we don't have this written down here, but what is his contract again? What's the, is it like $230 million? Uh, Five years, yeah, $230? Yeah, I think and so. And all guaranteed. Oh, my goodness. I mean, that's like the biggest, the, the most guaranteed money in a contract by like $80 million, I think. So we're talking about a historic trade in terms of compensation and a historic contract. Just, Just this is what the NFL free agency period was kind of waiting for, for all the dominoes to fall. This was yep. the domino, the first one. Every team was waiting to Every make team moves was waiting. until this happened. And now Deshaun Watson is going to be a Cleveland Brown. So let's talk about the ramifications of this. Let's start with the man himself. What, what are we looking at in terms of Deshaun Watson's outlook now? It's a, it's immediate skyrocket in value. It didn't matter where he was going to go. You knew that once he went to a team, he was going to skyrocket, and everyone on that team was going to skyrocket. Well, and, and that's exactly what happened. And any place is better than Houston. I mean, he what, had what team there. has a worse O-line 
or in even worse weapons than Houston. Really none. I think you guys hit it on the head when you mentioned this earlier. He does. He has the potential to be up there with Mahomes and, yeah. and Al. I mean, look at what he was doing with the Texans, and his Texans teams yep. were historically like terrible. They were so and he was off, carrying them to the offensive playoffs. line. Went, like, yeah. oh my goodness! And this Cleveland team, obviously, everybody knew it. They're built to win with their defense and their running game. And now you bring in a a, a guy like Deshaun Watson, whose floor, whose floor is like QB six. Yeah, like legit. No, he's so yeah. good. Oh my goodness! Our guy, um, if you guys are familiar with uh, Fantasy Flog Mason Dodd, he did a video on this, and I thought he did a really good job of laying out why Deshaun Watson has the potential to be such a good asset moving forward. So if you bought Deshaun Watson before this, I did. Very well done because this is, I mean, now I'm I'm sitting pretty. I, I in three of my leagues at least, I got Deshaun Watson fairly cheap in, in the either in the startup. Yeah. I got Deshaun Watson this offseason for Ezekiel Elliott and Christian Kirk. Oh, yeah, that, that's hurt. just the definition of uh, dynasty owners having short memories and not not remembering how valuable a guy like Deshaun is. I, I think so in terms of you know production, passing yards wise, obviously he's going to be top five in passing yards. I think it's safe to say, um, you know, extremely accurate. He is, the talent there is uh, you you saw it in, in in Houston. Yeah, I mean. I'm not expecting this guy to have fallen off. No, no, no. It, and, and we're going to see that in every way. And, when, he, and he's in a better situation. Yep. When it helps, everyone on the Browns is in a better situation now. All the running backs there, all the receivers. We're even going to see Nick Chubb. You see it often with um, when a running back has a good passing game, things just open up and, and they really get going. Um, and so Chubb and Kareem Hunt, if he stays there, are going to be even better than they were before. And it's going to help all of his weapons, including his newest weapon. My goodness. Amari Cooper, so, yes. So I'm going to preface this by saying I think Amari Cooper is the player that got the biggest fantasy value boost from all these moves for this reason. When he, 100% Because when he was shipped to Cleveland, and we all know this, we all saw it with Odell, he was basically, it was almost like he was left for dead in terms of fantasy value and dynasty value because everybody's like, oh my gosh, Baker Mayfield can't find open receivers. He's going to go there. He's he he's going to be the wide receiver one, but for a mediocre passing game, they're going to be bottom five in passing yards most likely. I mean, he's not, you know, he, he may be a good route runner. He may be athletic. He may be anything, but Baker Mayfield has proven that Wide receiver ones don't necessarily come there and end up being super fantasy producers. So he was basically left for dead. And all of the sudden, he gets a top five quarterback there in Cleveland. And he is the wide receiver one. And he has almost virtually no competition yeah, there. He for owns targets. the wide receiver room. Who is their wide receiver to? Donovan Peoples Jones? Yeah, come and on. And they don't have a first round pick to bring anyone else in. I mean,. I don't have a first-round pick for a very long time now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at Amari Cooper now, and, man. I'm paying a first-round pick I'm paying for a first-round pick for Amari Cooper. Absolutely. Easily. I'm paying a mid-first-round pick. Can you imagine saying that three weeks ago? No. I, mean, I would be no. laughing in your face. No, 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 no. Oh, my god! If you did that. People were selling it for um, mid-seconds. Yeah, yeah even absolutely. if you did that a couple weeks ago, paying a first-round pick for Amari Cooper after he went to the Browns, uh, that panned out for you really great, but I would not say you were smart for doing that because I don't think any of us saw this move coming with Deshaun going to Cleveland, especially after he publicly announced that the Browns were out of the running. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the Browns turn around and offer him $230 million and, and guaranteed. Like, oh, and he, he changed his mind. Like, oh. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I got to say, 
I I acquired Amari Cooper in a trade for Justin Jefferson. I traded away just I got a lot more back. So, but at the oh, time, I forgot you at, made that. Trade. At the time, everybody was dogging me for getting Amari back as the receiver. Right. And obviously, I didn't know including myself, yeah, including Nathan. Nathan was crapping on me for it. I didn't and crap on you. I just now didn't you crapped like on it. me. I didn't you, like you, it. No, you crapped on me. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't know what was going to happen. But now, I, I mean, I got it's like i got so lucky on the that. only yeah. thing you're it's missing ridiculous. on that trade uh to come out on top is to see how saquon does but right yeah. but i also flipped you know i also got stefan Diggs out of that and a bunch of other i got a ton of yeah yeah i got anyways a, you got a lot of assets yeah. but um so with with amari coming to cleveland uh to sort of free up the space that they're gonna have to use <laughs> with paying deshaun a fortune and paying amari uh top receiver money they had to cut jarvis landry um, and he has still yet to join. He, he still has yet to join another team. Um, yeah. We're kind of waiting on that. Do you guys have any, have any predictions where you think he's going to go? I don't really think it matters. I, I'm not seeing Jarvis as somebody who can come in and be fantasy relevant in a 12-team league next year in terms of, like, startable, especially consistently. Mm. So, you know, how old is Jarvis now? He's 29 years old. 29? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, and I don't know. I, it could be a Cleveland Browns thing, though, where, you know, you, he – gets out of Cleveland and he comes back and maybe resurrects his career a little bit. He's obviously not totally past the age of what could be his prime, but he's definitely, you know, more than in the middle of it at this point. And so if he doesn't go to a situation that's ideal, like I'm definitely not even touching him. And even if he does, I'm, I think it's a a risk at this point from his value standpoint, like that it even goes up enough, you know, and with free agents, you know, their value jumps when they go to a new team anyways. Like, is it, are you going to be yeah. overpaying for him anyways? I yeah. don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think his value is going to really depend on the wide receiver situation that he's going to and even the quarterback situation. I mean, we just as Colts fans have been like, what are the Colts doing? They need another wide receiver. And if he ends up there and ends up helping uh, Michael Pittman, who's the primary and really only threat there, I think that would be a place where he would be the most fantasy relevant and maybe startable in a flex position here and there when you need him. But again, I agree with you. I think that's probably the highest... Uh, highest potential that he has at this point Um, unless like you said he resurrects his career again and does a sort of thing like Odell but Odell is not even a wide receiver top three wide receiver you want to start he's a flex option yeah he's he was this season he's not and obviously you know with the Browns I mean you would expect them especially because they cut Landry I'm expecting them to bring in somebody else but I also think this provides a healthy boost for David and Joku just because you know, Austin Hooper, obviously, it's a good s- signing elsewhere, and, and we'll talk about that, too, because it makes him a little bit more relevant. But but in, in Joku, I mean, people have always viewed him as a stash, and, and, I, and I like to say this, eventually, a stash just becomes a bust. And with Njoku, I thought, I thought maybe we're getting to that point. I think this is going to be a make-or-break year for Njoku, because yeah. at this point, there, there's, there's not a lot of excuses left. The target share is going to be there. He's going to have... I mean, he... he I think he's There's the. No I, think he's, I think he could be the second best option for Watson at this point behind Cooper. Like I'm not seeing DPJ take <laughs> take a no, ton no, of targets. No. Like so that's what I'm. I'm like, well, what's the excuse this year? He obviously he's he's a freak physically and 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 the the athleticism is there. Um, like I said, this is going to be a make or break year I think for Njoku, and it will be really interesting to see how he pans out from a fantasy value you know standpoint though. Um, I think before he was a good buy low. Um, it just yeah with him sometimes he's a good buy low and sometimes his value goes up so much he's a good sell um i'm not sure what i'm doing with him i'm probably holding in joku now yeah. because because there's so there's so much potential reward there 
Um, so I think I think that's obviously gonna we'll see with Njoku. Also, that it is possible. I guess they bring in another tight end, but they obviously franchise tagged Njoku, so they obviously believe in him. And they yeah. have Harrison Bryant, but yeah, and, and yeah. like I said, and uh, yeah. Last note on the Browns: Don't forget uh, that they did sign Jacoby Brissett. Everyone's like, uh, who cares? But remember, Deshaun Watson is still uh, dealing with his legal issues, and it is not. Um, it's not unlikely yeah. that he's going to be suspended for a significant amount of the season, if not the entirety of the season, which means Jac- Jacoby Brissett becomes fantasy relevant once again. He put up some solid numbers when Tua was injured last year. He's yeah. nothing special as a quarterback. He's a, a good, in the NFL, he's a good waiver wire pickup if you yeah. need a quarterback last minute. Hold yeah. on, I him. use him. I use him for that a couple times. Yeah, so, and if your if your roster allows, you know, he might be a good a good uh, player to hold on good to this year for a season. So obviously, with Amari, you know, leaving leaving Dallas and and going to the Browns by by way of trade. Uh, that's going to open up some targets there in Dallas. And Dallas actually re-signed Michael Gallup to a five-year, uh, $58 million deal with $27 million guaranteed. So obviously a guy in Gallup who, you know, before we're talking about target share, um, looking at C.D. Lamb. Yeah. First it was Amari Cooper, and then well, but then C.D. Lamb, and then Dalton Schultz, and then even the, the Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. You know, I, there was obviously more potential for him to get targets moving elsewhere. Now that Amari's gone... I mean, I'm looking 20% at twenty percent target share. I'm looking. Up. I'm looking at. I'm looking at Michael Gallup and saying, okay, he's definitely going to get more targets. He's obviously with a capable, proven quarterback. Yeah. I mean, that. I. I think you know from a, from a value standpoint too, he didn't go up a ton because he didn't go to a new team. And he tore his ACL. And he tore his ACL. So, so I think Michael Gallup's a good buy right now. I think he's somebody who could come in next year. And obviously, yeah. he's going to be not a wide receiver one, but he could definitely. I think he could easily fall into the to the. Uh, l- low mid wide receiver two range. Yeah. If he has a like a really good year, I think I think you know it. Obviously, a lot of that depends on what CD does. Obviously, CD is a whole different discussion now that he's gonna you know get so many targets. Yeah, yeah. That, that might be ridiculous. There, yeah, there, there's no excuse for CD to not be a wide receiver one this year. If he's not a wide receiver one this season, his value is gonna plummet, and oh he's gonna my. be a uh, not not plummet. It's gonna go down, and he and will start to be considered a wide like, receiver yeah. two for the rest He'll of his career. He'll be a Corey Davis or a Mike Williams where. Yeah. He has all that hype and then just never yeah, delivers. Yeah. And yeah. all that to say, um, I think with the amount of skilled wide receivers we've had in the NFL recently that boom so quickly, the likes of Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, et cetera, um, we, we expect them to perform incredibly over their first couple years. But remember, the the best receivers now uh, that are the oldest and Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, it took him a few years right? to develop. Gallup's 25, Gallup 25 years old. Yeah, yeah they're, they're so young. They have so many years. Um, kind even, of even though, him. Yeah, even though uh, CD and Gallup may not perform and be the wide receiver ones that you would expect them to and they end up uh dropping down in value a bit i would still look as look to them as being buys eventually if they start to drop in value and you know what's funny is you know in the midst of all these free agency signings and re-signings and trades and all that the wretched old man came back to town and and tom brady you know oh hang on i had one more thing on the cowboys i'm sorry oh okay go Go ahead ahead. james washington Oh, oh yeah, we didn't write right. that down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so, um, that just that. happened today. I don't know how many of you. I'm I'm assuming you probably know who James Washington is. He's been a pretty good wide receiver in Pittsburgh the last been three, solid. four years. Yeah, and um, he he's just been a depth stash kind of a roster clogger. Um, but he's always flashed, and now he's going like we said. Amari Cooper's leaving. Twenty percent of the target share opens up, and he's going to join Michael Gallup and Ceedee Lamb and uh, Dalton Schultz, 
in that Cowboys offense, which scored the most points in the in the football in the National Football League last year. So they're a high-powered offense, and there's plenty of fantasy points to go around there. So you could honestly see James Washington becoming a throw-in over this this offseason, where you you're getting some value there on the. I've low. already gotten him as a throw-in before yeah. he was before he was still with the Steelers. So mm-hmm. absolutely, I think that's somebody to keep an eye on too, because he's only I think he's only 25 too. Yeah, I think so, man. I, and I actually every time I watched him last season, I was he, I was impressed with with the way he was able to make an impact in the game, especially with Big Ben, you know, not being super good, and the, and then their style of play. I'm like, oh, dang, James Washington's you know kind of getting his share here. So yeah, I like that move. Yeah, uh, for for both Dallas and for Washington. I'm definitely keeping an eye on him. All right, anyways, old man's back. Grumpy old Tom Brady, cheater boy, deflate man. He I, couldn't oh. handle his time on the beach for two months. He was I like, know. I've got to get back on the field. He, i got to get back he, to grass. He was sitting with his model wife and kissing his kids on the lips, and he's like, oh, you know what? I think I'm going to go play football again. I don't understand why this guy can't just make up his mind. Honestly, he's really annoying. He it's, made up his mind. He's it, back. It, it was the OCD. He couldn't handle having five rings on one finger and two on the other. He was like, I've got to get at least one more and even it out and have four on each. He's such a Oh, I can't. Anyways, yeah. he's back, and that obviously has huge fantasy ramifications. Yeah. Mike for, Evans is Mike. Mike Evans. I mean, right back where he was. Th- yeah, two months it ago. Would probably another thousand yard season season for him. Chris yep. Godwin, obviously coming off an injury, but Chris Godwin was re-signed, and he's going to be there for at least three more years. He's getting twenty million a year yep. there. Yeah, that was actually a, a, a sneaky big deal that a lot of people probably didn't hear because the original word was that he was just franchise tagged, and we were like, oh, we're going to have to wait a whole another year of. Uh, of him playing behind Mike Evans. Well, now he's uh, maybe not stuck in Tampa. He's staying in Tampa for the next three years. Yeah, he chose um, to and stay. He's, he chose to stay. He wanted to. So that's that's a big change um, when we thought he was going to go to a different team with maybe a better situation. Well, now that Brady's back, he's got Brady for another year. I'll tell you what. I'm still buying Chris there. Godwin. I'm still, oh I, I still I got can't him. even. I, and I'm trying. I just It seems like the leagues I'm in, people just are kind of sticklers about yeah. about keeping him, and, which is fine. I guess I would be too. But uh, I'm just loving the value there with Chris Godwin still. So obviously he's locked up, and his value for next year increases a lot because he's going to have Tom Brady. Tom Brady. That, it doesn't yeah. get better yeah. than that. Right this then. also is really helpful for Rob Gronkowski, who I actually had as um, oh most gosh. unlikely to repeat his tight end one success. Well, uh, That could change. He could probably, easily be oh. a top tight end I, 9 I would to venture 12, to say he will be. 9 to 12. If he's healthy, he could yeah. be. He was no, six. not even nine to twelve. I think he, I think he could be a top year. five option again if he's yeah. healthy. Yeah. Again, yeah, yeah. I, I really do think so. And it, so it sounds with like with Godwin back, I don't know. Man, he, he oh. was he was with Godwin game though. last year. Yeah, I think you're he right. Was you're right. Third. Yeah, or something he like was. That. He's 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 just him and Brady are just ridiculous. Yeah. But, but um, someone th- that doesn't really produce that much also signed with the Bucks, and that would be our. Uh, Russell Gage out of Atlanta, who's really he, yeah. he's a nobody. He was pretty much the wide receiver one on the Falcons last year with what Calvin was the, Ridley out. Pa- did Perriman, Perriman left? Rashad Perriman no, left. No, no, no. He, yes, did he, he did. Resign? He resigned. No way. What? He's back at Tampa. I thought I saw he was going somewhere else. No, he's he's staying. They got him back. Well, Russell Gage and Rashad Perriman are both in, in uh, Tampa Bay now. I don't really know what that means because... They'll be really both of them fourth options at best behind Godwin, Evans, and Gronk. So I don't really know if you're gonna be well, buying. I, what I was gonna say them. is basically that that in terms of value and in targets that 
Russell Gage was going to replace what Brashad Perriman was doing. I think Russell Gage is actually a decent wide receiver. They he paid is. him like he was a decent wide receiver. He, he got paid he thirty million dollars for three, ten million dollars a year, twenty million da- guaranteed. Yeah, and they don't have that much money. No, <laughs> the Bucks don't. So that might be. You know what? Um, that that could be a sneaky buy. Because I, I was going to say, I'm just thinking about this now. That yeah. could be a sneaky buy. Look, it could. Because okay. what if him and Brady have something? Well, also, what if Mike Evans doesn't? Uh, do what you would expect him to because well, I don't he's think getting he's at up the edge there. of dropping off yet. I but don't think so either, but I mean something happens. I think Just you need to take happens. I think you need to take every opinion of Brady and any of the Buccaneers guys with Brady with a grain of salt because I, I probably would venture to say this is Brady's last year for sure now. I think he he's probably got one more year left and then he's gonna be done and they're gonna try to win a Super Bowl. Like I I don't see I still don't see him playing for a couple more years. So like when we say, you know, okay, Russell Gage you know, what if he has something with Brady, which I was the one that said that, but then it's like, well, Brady's only there for a yeah. year, so then what happens after that? Russell Gage is someone I'm not really trying to actively buy right no. now. If, but if, let's yeah. say, midseason he's doing well and sure. and you need a flex op- option, go throw out a second for him or something like that. But yeah. I'm just, as of right now, it is irrelevant to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and with uh, Russell Gage being a um, one of the guys that Atlanta just recently gave up, the uh, other guy that they traded away and ate $40 million of dead cap to trade him away was the one, the only former MVP in 2016, Matty quarterback Ice. Matt Ryan. Oh, Matty yeah. Ice traded to the Indianapolis Colts. Woo! How about that I, for I, a third round pick? So you'll get you'll get our reactions from this, obviously, a little bit because we're Colts fans. But honestly, I hear here we're, being a Colts fan can be very very nauseating sometimes when we're looking Blech. at when we're looking at quarterback options and I'm seeing Marcus Mariota and Trubisky and Baker Mayfield and Jimmy G. It really just makes me want to bang my head against a wall. Honestly, I think we did. On, on, yeah, well, yeah, we did. Yeah, we, we we had head head banging head banging parties. Yeah. Honestly, looking at Matt Ryan, that was the one I saw, and I thought, that's the one I think that would work, at least as a Band-Aid, and I'd be a little bit more comfortable with it. Now, obviously, Nathan kind of feels the same way I do, especially with the contract situation now coming into play where they're eating so much of that dead cap. It's like, man, the Colts are basically getting him for the same price as Wentz, and they basically flipped Wentz for Ryan and got some picks. I, just uh, honestly, a good job there by Chris Ballard, even though he hasn't done anything else this free agency. And Simon, you obviously don't. <laughs> Matt Ryan's not your favorite. I, I no, so nothing right. personal. Yeah. Just I'd I'd rather shoot for upside. But yeah, and the, yeah, this is this is our opinion because Baker on Mayfield play has a ton and who of gets the Colts to the playoffs. But from a dynasty perspective, who who does this help on the Colts specifically? Who who do you think this is a big boost for? Oh, okay, I've got this one. Um, I think the biggest benefactors from this in terms of fantasy production, uh, I think Jonathan Taylor could actually end up taking a good chunk of the receiving game now, him and Naheem Hines. So the two of them, the two running backs that Indy puts out there, Naheem Hines obviously is more of the passing down feature back. Um, I think Hines gets a big boost. I bought Hines in a league today. Um, and I think JT, I, I think this gets him more involved in the passing game and, and, and just puts on top of what he did last year. I think this puts him in a good position to kind of replicate his his elite numbers last year and his elite production. Um, I think they get a big boost. Who else are you guys thinking that gets a big boost in this Colts offense? You go ahead, Simon. Mm, I don't know. You, you'd, of course, want to say Michael Pittman, but... To be honest, yeah. I wasn't that I think he much, stays the same. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I, don't I don't think, think he so moves. Yeah. Yeah. I think it Carson really Wentz was, had, a, had a pretty decent deep ball, and he could get 
he could get um, Pittman over the top. And I, I think I really yeah. do think honestly they they need a tight end, and whatever tight end signs there might get a good you know value boost just because they're going to a better situation potentially. But I do think on offense, really the main guys that are going to see the the majority of the value boost of the running backs. So yeah. Yep, and on top of uh, the guys that Atlanta gave away, they did bring on a couple of guys, and re- one of which they re-signed Cordell Patterson to a two-year deal. Sell, and they bought, or they didn't buy; they traded for Marcus Mariota on a two-year deal. Yeah, he'll be a starting quarterback now. Yeah, I mean, for likely, you know, un- unless they, even though he doesn't, rookie. he doesn't, yeah. you know, play like it or deserve it. He's not super good. Uh, wor- worth going out and buying Marcus Mariota? People's opinions, including my own, are so low on him that it might not be a bad move to go and get him because uh, I, I sort of think of it as a, a Jalen Hurts sort of situation, but like a great value brand of, uh, of Jalen Hurts. Jalen Who's Hurts. a great value brand of Who's Lamar a great Jackson? Value brand of Lamar Jackson. He's... Marcus Mariota is far from a good quarterback. It is the rushing upside alone. Like Vegas literally played him and put him in games for a few plays just to run because he's dang good at that. And you know what that means for me specifically is Cordell Patterson is not going to do as well as he did last season because we're going to assume that Marcus Mariota will be starting for at least part of the season with that rushing upside that takes away the rushes that Cordero Patterson would be getting and the checkdowns and stuff like that. Um, and also guys, what was Atlanta doing re-signing Cordero? When it, when you assume that their goal is to rebuild and they ate the $40 million of cap or of dead cap for Matt Ryan's deal, you, that, that those those moves are moves that indicate that they are going to rebuild. Why are they re-signing Corderell? I don't know. I'm and from a from a value standpoint as well. Like I'm not looking at Corderell, especially now that Matt Ryan is gone. Get rid of Corderell Patterson. I mean, I, he was already a guy, and I had him as a sell in one of our previous episodes. Not not, but a couple months ago. Um, now that Matt Ryan's gone, what is keeping what's keeping him on anybody's roster at this point? Do, do you guys see it? I mean. Oh, I understand why he should be rostered. No, no, I mean, yes. I just mean in terms of you know, if yeah, I'm building, like, a why roster, would you want to keep? Him why would you want to trade him away? And not trade him somebody who you know either doesn't Is know or likes him more. Him. Yeah. I, I don't know. And, and like you're you're exactly okay. right. I, I don't know. Corderell with Marcus Mariota is going to... I also don't... You know, I'm not... I think Atlanta is obviously heading for a rebuild. That's why they traded Matt Ryan. And um, I think that team, you know, in terms of their weapons, they still have... They have Kyle Pitts. And that's pretty much it. Kyle Pitts doesn't even have a good guy throw into him. And we, we could have a whole... Honestly, we could... We could have a whole episode on Kyle Pitts, so we won't even get into that. But yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, the Falcons obviously going into rebuild mode there. Uh, the so team is not going into rebuild mode; they're going into uh, let's run it back Win again mode, mode. Is is uh, the Rams, and they obviously got Matt Stafford back. He re-signed on a four-year, one hundred sixty million dollar deal. So that's payday, a that, man. That, that's a payday yeah. for Stafford. He deserves it money. too. He absolutely deserves it, man. He he does he deserve it, man. They 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 had a good team last year, and he played solid. Obviously, his first year out of what is uh the the trap that is Detroit but um that obviously puts him there for a couple of years and benefits their weapons and his fantasy value a lot I still I will continue to say that especially in startup drafts Matt, Matt Stafford is a good value I just I, I I firmly believe that 
Um, but also they got another guy in there, another receiver who signed a fairly big contract that's good, that's going to come in and make a difference early. So obviously the Rams going and signing Allen Robinson, a guy who was one of the biggest fantasy disappointments last year. So what do you guys think about this move? I think if Allen Robinson had gone anywhere else, I would not have been super high on him, and I would be saying sell him, sell him, sell him. Um, I think his position is pretty much set in LA in LA as the wide receiver too, um, with the exit of Robert Woods to Tennessee, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, but Robinson, I think, could do all right. I mean, they are a uh, they're a pass heavy team. And Cam Akers, uh, we've talked about Akers before, but I think Akers is a little bit overhyped, and I don't think they're not going to go run heavy because of Cam Akers. Uh, we still don't really know what we're going to see from Akers in yeah, an entire season, if he even plays there, yeah. an entire season. He did not look impressive in the postseason. They're not a running team. Right. It doesn't fit their scheme. Yeah, so I think this helps Robinson and solidifies his position as a wide receiver too, probably for the rest of his career. So you shouldn't really be paying any more for that. Uh, so I, I, I'm more comfortable getting Allen Robinson or having him. I wouldn't really say at this point that he's a buy or a sell. Because he's playing behind Cooper Cup, uh, probably more of a hold for me. I mean, you saw Robert Woods produce pretty well in that wide receiver two role there. I mean, yeah. just consistent wide receiver two or wide receiver three numbers yeah. every week. Yeah, yeah Robert Woods, sure. man, I'm telling you, Robert Woods, and let's talk about that for a second. Um, you know, since we'll kind of move off the Rams here and, and into the Titans because the Titans went out and got Robert Woods. And obviously, if you've got, you know, with Ryan Tannehill throwing you the ball. How much can you really? How much produce? can you? I mean, even AJ Brown as 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 good. If AJ Brown had yeah, even just like a ten percent better quarterback, you're looking at AJ Brown and saying, "Oh my goodness!" Like clear cut, up there with the best of them. Obviously, yeah. he has to stay healthy. But with Robert Woods, I mean, Robert Woods was a is it, you guys you guys hit it on the head. He is a super duper duper as from a fantasy standpoint. He is a an extremely consistent flex option. I mean, I even you maybe even startable it. At points, I thought last year there were points where he was startable, but I I would venture to say that he's gonna find that consistent success with Tannehill with the Titans again. That you're obviously coming in there. They obviously released Julio Jones, so that's a big deal. But they're bringing in Robert Woods to replace him, and that's I think in my opinion that's a clear upgrade. Robert Woods is not near as old, and he's still in the middle of where his productive seasons are happening. So from a fantasy standpoint. Uh, I like Robert Woods. I like his value. I like his his production and his consistency. Consistency is huge in fantasy. And I think with wide receivers, consistency is kind of hard to come by. And I think this is one where you can look at and say, okay, this guy really is a consistent producer for any dynasty team that rosters him. So obviously that consistency there is is um, attractive. Uh, they're also, like I said, cutting Julio Jones. Is Julio washed? Um, I think he was a freak athlete. And like Nathan said earlier, you can't really replicate success if it was you know even mostly dependent on your athleticism and obviously Julio was a really good route runner and a receiver in general but once he starts to lose his athleticism he can't produce on the same level and um becomes difficult you have to become more skilled um at at other things in like like Cooper Cup receiver like Cooper Cup Cup. yeah Cooper Cup is a guy that I see lasting a lot longer than your standard wide receiver um, freak athleticism is just hard to duplicate every single year. Yeah, once and you I'll, get past thirty, and I'll, and also in the passing game for Tennessee, they sign Austin Hooper. Which, when you think about it from a tight end standpoint, I mean Austin Hooper, obviously he's sh- clear upgrade. He's shown that he has has potential to produce in a fantasy for, in a fantasy set, setting, but 
Um, he's not getting any competition really for snaps, I don't think, in any of those tight ends that are already in Tennessee. Who's even the, who's the second string tight end there? Do you know? Uh, Ferkser. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, no. So so Hooper might be a guy who could be a sneaky buy low as well because people obviously are writing him off, especially after being in Cleveland. I think this could be a good example he, of somebody coming out of Cleveland. He performed solid in Cleveland with the tight ends. Well, in Atlanta, he no. was great. Yeah. Hang on. Yeah. Atlanta, tight ends. We just missed a big one. Hayden, Hayden Hurst to the Bengals. Oh, oh really? That's who they signed. I yeah. couldn't remember. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah, because, yeah. They, because obviously... Uh, they lost. Um, he was on. Was, yes. Yep. Thank you. So, and if we want to talk about previously sort of relevant tight ends to complete irrelevancy and now maybe back, Hayden Hurst is really the the yeah. top of the. We didn't have this one written down, but that's a really yeah, good point. Top of the totem pole there. I, I mean, knew they with had Joe Burrow, someone. such and a dynamic yeah. offense, and and really he's a fourth option, just like Uzama behind uh, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, but. But I mean, but with I Joe mean, Burrow, he's you know he, Joey Joey B slinging the ball out there. That's a good point. How old is Hurst? Uh, probably twenty nine. Yeah, I, I mean he might even be younger than that man. So oh, he's, he's he's younger than yes. you think. I think he's about twenty seven. That was a jeez. Yeah, that's. I, I'm almost certain he's twenty seven. Yeah, really. I can see you being right there. I, I've never really paid attention he, to him. He was a uh, pretty, he's twenty eight. Yeah, he was a pretty valuable asset until they drafted Pitts because he had a solid season. Yeah, he that's was true. The tight end and obviously, and then he just can't pass up on Pitts. Him. But but you have here is is a couple of guys who were you know either on in roles on teams that didn't have a good offense or were, were doing more backup roles, and now they're going somewhere. And although they might not have the highest value because they haven't produced lately, they're going somewhere where the snap count is going to be sufficient enough for them to potentially get back into a, a steady producing role. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, a, and, a, uh, and their value hasn't moved to reflect that yet. Yeah, and another uh, note on that with another tight end, just since we were on the Rams real, real quick, Gerald Everett did sign with the L.A. Chargers. Um, and that I think is a nice landing spot for him with the old ancient James Cook. He was fairly solid, or Jared Cook. <laughs> he was fairly solid last year, Everett. Yeah, I know. So him going uh, to play with Herbert yeah. in L.A. and having really no other tight end competition other than uh, Jared Cook, if they re-sign him and McKitty, like yeah. the the odds of him being the tight end one there are very high. Yeah, it's him and McKitty and Isn't Parham, Parham on and, that team. Yeah, and Cook. But yeah. I mean. Any any weapon of Justin Herbert is worth taking a look at and, and stashing. So, yeah, that, uh, that was worth mentioning. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, so you've got some you've, from tight end standpoint, especially in tight end premium leagues. I would definitely keep an yep. eye out for these guys because if you're if you're especially if you're short on tight ends and it's getting hard to you know get some these trade some value. Yeah, I mean, yeah, these are some good sleepers. So I think about guys like Austin Hooper and guys like Hayden Hurst. Um, and then uh, talking about you know the Carolina Panthers, obviously. They were in the running for Deshaun Watson, yeah. and then all of a sudden they weren't. And then I, people haven't really thought about this, but it's like, uh, now what? What are they going to do now? I mean, draft a quarterback maybe, right? I, what's their Jimmy pick? G. Their pick's high, they, isn't it? Six? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's nine. No, no, Seahawks have nine. And the problem, obviously, there with the QB situation is from a dynasty perspective, you know, DJ Moore just re-signed there. He got, yeah. a, he got a three-year, you know, $20 million a year deal. But but who's gonna throw him the ball? Uh, maybe Baker, maybe Gardner Minshew. I think those are, Jimmy G's still out there. I like. But they don't. I would like Jimmy G at Carolina. I think that would be the best for everyone there. I think that would really really help G- DJ Moore in the big re-signing that he just got. Um, but yeah, their situation is not as bright as it could have been when they no. uh, were about to get 
one of the best quarterbacks. And I think a lot of people went out and got DJ Moore because they thought Deshaun was going there. Yeah, he would have been the dynasty wide receiver three with Deshaun Yeah, pretty much everyone in Carolina kind of did a little jump up because almost across the board, I think everyone was kind of predicting Deshaun to Carolina because where else was he going to go? Why would he choose Atlanta? Because they are not in a win-now situation. There's a lot of tools there in Carolina to help him out. And why would he choose an AFC team? He literally picked the last team that I think any of us would have guessed. I thought that was so, the least likely. Not to mention yeah, New he, Orleans. He told them too. they were out of the running. And yeah. they're like, well. Yeah. So it was down to Carolina and it was down to Atlanta. In, in, yeah, in New Orleans. Yeah. But, I mean, the, the last thing on Carolina is we've seen uh, – Deonta Foreman be a handcuff with Derrick Henry last year, and I know this sounds so irrelevant, but he put up good numbers in that in that Tennessee committee. He showed a couple and, of good, um, really really good yeah. games, and and he's signed with Carolina Carolina now. And uh, as we know, Christian McCaffrey has a slight tendency to get hurt, and um, no, Chuba Hubbard not Christian McCaffrey. Chuba Hubbard is not the guy there. Um, he was horrid last year. Uh, as the backup, even taking all the all the snaps, and so you yeah. could see Deonta Foreman. Yeah. I mean, being a, a decent handcuff, yeah. pick him up if you have Christian McCaffrey on your team, or or even just to trade midseason when when that owner loses him. Yeah. So you and know, not just, to yeah, not to say that Chuba is completely irrelevant at this point when CMC gets injured again, assuming that CMC is going to get injured again. Uh, but I would I would look at Foreman's contract being just a one year deal, a sort of like an experimental year, and that to me looks like they're probably going to be looking at a committee back system, uh, kind of like what Tennessee did once Henry hurt. If CMC gets hurt, it would probably benefit Carolina if they don't solely depend on Chuba, but they have Foreman in there as well, and the short contract kind of indicates that to yep. me so both of them are a value I, I think foreman if foreman didn't go here if foreman really went anywhere else as a running back three he's irrelevant as a dynasty asset even he's, now he's probably only he's slightly relevant slightly oh, yeah. relevant and he's really it's sort of an alexander madison thing where he's really only relevant when well, the lower tier. I was going to say, yeah. Madison's got the yeah. talent, though. I mean, yeah. If, yeah. If Dal- when Dalvin Cook retires or if Dalvin Cook, you know, he has criminal stuff going on, I mean, it, at Madison, if he stepped into that starting role, he'd be extremely good. So yeah. Yeah. that's the difference there. Uh, we're going to we're gonna fly through some of these other... Speaking of Dalvin Cook. Yeah, yeah. three, three more. Vikings. Some of these other quarterback yeah. uh, swaps here before we get in. We got, man, it's, there's so much. It's been a crazy free agency period. But Kirk Cousins obviously re-signed with the Vikings. Um, you know good that for Justin Jefferson. yeah, good for Justin Jefferson. And, you know, good Dalvin Cook. I think that's just you know keeping more or less that situation stable. So you're looking at some um, some stable values from a fantasy standpoint yeah. for their weapons. Gives, I personally think gives Thielen a couple more years too. Yeah, that's relevancy. possible yeah. too. So obviously some some stability there uh, in Minnesota. The the Saints after losing out on the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes went back with Jameis Winston. They're going to run it back. They got two years, twenty eight million for him for cheap. Um, yeah, and uh, obviously. What's important about this, especially from a superflex, you know, perspective, not only is is Jameis a starting quarterback, which any quarterback who's getting a, getting starting reps is very valuable in a superflex league, but Jameis Winston, from a fantasy standpoint, he's can, always he, been good. He's always been, yeah. I think it's it's good yeah. is a good word to use. He's been good. So yeah. you know, I like Jameis Winston as a sneaky like late round startup pick. Anyways, you know, if you're in need of a quarterback or even like a backup quarterback. For your like or a third string for like a super flex, go get Jameis Winston. I mean, yeah. his price isn't super through the roof right now, although it should be because he's a starting quarterback in a super flex league. Some people still don't value him, like you know, or don't value those quarterbacks correctly. Anyway, so obviously that's good for his value. And then the Steelers, 
went out and signed Money Mitch. Money Mitch Trubisky. How much money did he get? Um, uh, I'll I'll look that up. Keep you guys keep yeah. talking. It was we'll two. Find I know it was a two year it's deal. Two years. Uh, yeah, I'm interested to see how much he got compared to Jameis. But obviously, the Steelers went out right away in free agency and got their guy, a guy that was linked to to jobs like the Giants and even the Colts, and they, he ends up with the Steelers. And, and wow, the, I it like was this two, for him. Two years, fourteen point two million, five point two five guaranteed. So half of Jameis. So, so half of Jameis. Yeah, which is what he deserves. I mean, I still do think there's a good chance that that Pittsburgh goes in and drafts a quarterback. I I, I mean. I could see that happening, but you know I don't think they're going to throw Mitch out there with without having a plan. They've obviously got weapons. As far as Mitch Trubisky's fantasy value, or what do you think about that? I mean, he's a starting quarterback. He's not going to give you zero every week now, so he, he's worth That's throwing true. out there. That's true. And um, and, and I'm not really worried about him specifically in fantasy as much as I am about his weapons because as much as you got to respect Ben Roth- Roethlisberger and the legend that he is. Uh, he was not helping his weapons very much, and Mitch Trubisky is an upgrade for all of them, regardless, because at least he can push the ball downfield. And um, yeah, and obviously not an upgrade for for Juju, as Juju Smith Schuster signs with the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, so he's going with the best quarterback. Well, but but according no, course, no, according to you guys, I got like berated on the show a couple of weeks ago because I said that you know if they draft a good rookie, that rookie could be good. Oh, well, I don't said, think Juju is going to be good this year. I don't either. I th- I'm, I'm I selling, think I'm if anything, Juju. I think if anything, it will help Tyreek. It will not help Juju. Maybe. Yeah. I, I even yeah. Hey. It's all going to depend on how Juju's going to fit in that offense and, and if he can settle into a role or if he's just going to be making TikToks with Jackson Mahomes. Like, yeah. I, it's, oh yeah. yeah. It, it was also a. Uh, you, it was you, also wait, a on. one year deal. They this is an experimental <laughs> season for him. It, it wasn't long term. They don't know what they're getting from him. They paid him only three point two million dollars for he's, this coming. He's still season. fairly young too. Twenty six years old. Quarterback in the AFC. West now, that's okay. That's, that's true. <laughs> For real though, the AFC West man, it's they're Her- stacked. Herbert Mahomes. Did you Carr, see? Did you see that Jackson West. Mahomes like posted on his Instagram story like a picture of Juju and says like now we have to collab or something? No shot, dude. That's so. Does funny. that not make you want to quit? No, watching the NFL like oh that's my so gosh. Bad. Anyways, I'm not a. I'm not a. Yeah. I'm not gonna be the guy that hates on Mahomes. Sticking family. with the AFC but West, though, yeah. Sticking with the AFC the West, best receiver in the NFL. Man, uh, this one I gotta. I gotta admit, this one surprised me a little bit. Yeah. Devontae Adams was traded from the Green Bay Packers. Apparently, Aaron Rodgers knew about it, so that obviously happened. But he was traded to Vegas for a first and a second rounder. And then he signed a five year, $140 million deal with Las Vegas. Oh my goodness. What does this mean for Devonte Adams and for, and for guys like Derek Carr? This means that Devonte Adams on a five year deal is going to be overvalued. 30. He's going to be, and 34. he will be 34 years old when his contract is up. Um, this is because we love trades and this is just for the love of football. We, we just, adore seeing stuff like this big moves and you're like oh my gosh this awesome player is going to a different team like everything's getting shaken up Woo, that's so exciting and then once the dust settles you're like what what did they just do Devontae is an incredible wide receiver to think that he's going to put up the numbers that he's been for the last three years for an additional five years I find very unlikely He's a great wide receiver. I think from a dynasty perspective, even if he does this for the next couple of years, I doubt it not only because of his age, he's not getting any younger, but also Derek Carr already has 
Questions. Uh, questions, but Darren Waller is going to be back to full health next season, and he was getting right. 10 to 15 targets a game. I think he averaged eight, but like there were some games where yeah, he literally he got, got 19, 19 in targets one. in week one. Um, this hurts Renfro, but I mean, Renfro... Who's it, already a sell, yeah, by the but, way. But like, Renfro, like, that's just another guy who's taking away targets from Devontae. Who else was in Green Bay other than Devontae Adams? Lizard. Lizard. Lizard and Tunyon. Alan Lizard. Let, let's, <laughs> Alan Lizard and then Tunyon who got hurt. But Lizard and Robert there was, Onion. There was no one else. Aaron Jones in the backfield? Aaron Jones in the backfield? Um, it, it was the Rodgers magic. and it, it, He's a bad man. This, this from a dynasty... As, as a landing spot for Devonte Adams, this Devontae's hurts him. Yeah, I don't and think his it's not his bad, value though. is going to go up. No, it's not that his, bad. He's, his value he is, is still up. he is still one of the top. His value has not though. gone up. But yeah, it has. No, Devontae's Devontae's no. value has check he, the keep trade no. contracts. A, a franchise tag that's that's one year of certainty versus five years of certainty. You know, Devontae Adams is going to be playing for the Raiders for five years yeah, and a, with a worse quarterback. I mean, you can, you can, you, but, no, okay, you can okay, send Devontae but, Adams but to the assume, Steelers for 10 so years. So Devontae Adams is 29 Trubisky, years like, old. Let's say he gets, ta- let's say the tag went through because we thought that Devontae Adams had been tagged. Let's say that tag went through in Green Bay. Green Bay. You're like, okay, well, what about the following year? Like, you have no idea what's going to happen to him. He could immediately fall off this season and, and not do well, and then he doesn't play again and he's a shell of himself or he gets hurt and then it's a Julio Jones thing all over again. His value has gone up a little bit. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Uh, It has gone up. That was at the franchise tag. It's dropped since then. Oh, okay. No, I'm not, I'm not, uh, seeing, I'm not seeing this one to be honest with you. Hmm. I, 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 I I guess I'm the dumb one here. No, I think his value has gone down just slightly though. He's still a wide receiver one. He's still, in my opinion, the most talented and dominant wide receiver in the league. And he's still going, he, I don't think, I don't see it as Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller and all of them taking targets from Devontae. I see him coming in and taking the targets from them because mm-hmm. that's just he's that, the alpha that and could, he's the man. That, that, be, that's, that yeah. very well could be, could be the, yeah. the case there, I think. He is the target hog like he was in Green Bay. He got 30% of the target share, and he's going to immediately have that role yeah, there, too. Part of that was Rodgers, like yeah, I said. I know. With, yeah, Carr, exactly. with Carr throwing to him like Carr's used to throwing to Waller, so that could – we don't actually don't know. Of course, they did play it could go either together way, in college. Yeah. Yeah, Car but still, like, I don't care how good a chemistry you have. Like, not only is Aaron Rodgers the best quarterback in the league, but their chemistry was amazing. Yeah, like I and it, but, apparently it was Devonte Adams that wanted to go and play with Derek Carr. And yeah, yeah. I, I, Devontae Adams is that guy. Yeah, regardless, yeah, I, I think know, we all agree that this doesn't help his value. No, no it doesn't. It doesn't. No. No, no, it doesn't. Um, so obviously that's a huge, you know, for, as far as Aaron Rodgers' value, I. I, I don't think you can drop Aaron Rodgers in value no. even because he's that good. So and they now have two first round picks. Yeah. Or, so they're gonna they're yeah. gonna draft a receiver most likely and and we'll revisit that. Um speaking and of another old guy yeah, that signed a long term pass deal. catcher, Zach Ertz, and this is one that a lot of people didn't hear about. Zach Ertz re signed with the ste- with the sorry, the Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah, I'm an idiot. For uh three mil- three years and uh thirty million dollars, seventeen of that guaranteed. Uh Wow, I thought Zach Ertz was going to go somewhere else. I was hoping the Colts were going to go get him, but I guess it, it doesn't super matter because a lot of that talk was with Wentz, and Wentz is gone. Uh, but Zach Ertz coming back to the Cardinals for three years. Obviously, I think this 
definitely helps his value in terms of a lot of what was bringing his value it down ex- was, it was extends his age his life and, and for his sure. longevity. And yep. now I'm comfortable, you know, using Zacherts put up good numbers last year. And, you know, as long as he doesn't have a, how old is Zacherts now? I know he's old. He's uh, 31, 32. Yeah. You're going to get a couple solid years out of Zacherts. Yeah. I think that's a good, you know, productive, productive um, piece to have in terms of having a tight end on your roster. And, um, that obviously, like I said, the main thing for him was age and longevity. In this, you know, three years—that's a three-year contract. You know, you've got that, you know, sorted out a little bit. Uh, the Cardinals also re-signed on a three-year deal. James Connor decided to part with J- Chase Edmonds, which we'll get to in a second. But they give James Connor the go, and Ch- Chase Edmonds out of there. So, I think you know, after Connor, obviously he's not going to do what he did last year in terms of production because he had so many touchdowns; it was just ridiculous. But He's at least, you know, he's going to start there now, and you know, he's going to get a good portion of the snaps. Like, I still think yep. he, he's not a bad running back, whatever. It doesn't matter what Nathan says. He's not a bad running back. So, I, I think he's a solid option as well. Definitely a solid flex option. I mean, I know there are some people in 12 team leagues that are starting him at their running the back. Running position. back yeah. So, um, I think I think with him and some of that competition moving out and him getting a good contract and them obviously paying him since they're paying him seven million dollars a year now I think that's a good situation for yeah. him and and a good situation for his fantasy owners uh, and then Chase Edmonds obviously I said he got shipped out of there and he ends up with the Dolphins and what the Dolphins is kind of weird here because I know Simon you didn't see this but I was I was rostering Miles Gaskin at least in one league in uh, thinking he might be at least a decent flex option next so, year. Yeah, almost a sneaky. Yeah, sneaky well, and, and then they went out and signed Chase Edmonds. I'm like, okay, well, that's obviously not happening. And then they also signed Raheem Mostert. Yeah, so it's a three-back committee now. So it's like, okay, I mean, do we have a plan here? Because I was also wondering if the Dolphins were going to draft a and running still back. still have uh, Salvin Ahmed, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and with Edmonds... Like you kind of thought that when they just brought him on, you're like, oh, he's going to compete with Gaskin and maybe even take his starting job. And then they got most certain. You're like, oh, now we really don't know. What's I going don't know on. what's going to happen. So I will say, whoever it ends up being has a pretty good chance to produce at a, at least a decent level next year. Going well, that's into that, the question. That is might the whoever offense. might be all three, like Simon was saying, it could yeah, turn it could out be a to Patriots. be a, a yeah, Patriots. Yeah, but if you look at Mike, just, if you look at his 49ers for offense, though, I mean, it wasn't. <sighs> That wasn't necessarily a committee backfield. I mean, Elijah Mitchell was getting the majority of the carries. I mean, then you look at Trey Sermon wasn't even getting any at all, and they obviously had a, a significant amount of draft capital, you know, locked up in him too. I don't know. The It'll AFC be interesting. Yeah, the difference there though is that Edmonds and Mostert are both getting paid a fair amount, and I don't think they're just gonna not play one yeah. of them with the amount of money that they yeah, gave up. It, it is gonna be super. I'm not. I'm personally not going out and buying any of the Dolphins running backs because of the level of uncertainty in terms of their role right now. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that leads to another uh, asset that the Cardinals yep. lost. And oh yeah, uh, they lost Christian Kirk. Luck. Christian Kirk. Yeah, who went and signed with Jacksonville. What for four years and seventy-two million dollars? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! That is, it's more money per year than uh, Allen Robinson, Michael Gallup, and Juju. So that's eight, so, what eighteen million dollars a year? Like, goodness sakes! Yeah. So what do you guys, in terms? Okay, for I, I have to go on record and saying I, I thought Christian Kirk was a good value guy before this. I rostered him. He did well for me last year. I'm still not really understanding the money here, but you know, when I'm looking at contracts, a lot of times, you know, some people are looking and it's like, okay, they obviously way overpaid him. I would agree with you there. But I'm also looking at this contract and saying, okay, they're paying this guy. 
they're obviously going to give them targets. They better. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, be- they, they, unless they're, they're just wasting their money. I, yeah. I obviously, I, I think most of us would agree, like, where did this even come from, this kind of money for Christian Kirk? But, I mean, it, it's, I think it's likely he becomes the wide receiver one in Jacksonville. And now we're going to have to kind of see what he's yeah. made of, you know, thriving there. Because, you know, in Arizona, he had, you know, he was, Luke, yeah. he, he had Hopkins and, you know, even Zach Ertz and AJ, they brought in AJ Green. So, in terms of you know being that number one guy, he's never really gotten that opportunity, and I think he's shown flashes with Murray at least that he can be a good downfield threat. Uh, it will be interesting to see how much they use him, but I mean, if they're going to use him in correlation with how much they're paying him, they're going to use him a whole heck of a lot. Yeah, and and I think Christian Kirk. I mean, if people here's the thing: if people are going to write Christian Kirk off, I'm going to go buy him because I do think he's probably I think they're going to commit to him a little bit in terms of how they're going to run the offense next year. It'll be interesting to see how Trevor Lawrence does. But what do you guys think about Christian Kirk to the Jaguars? I I kind of laughed out loud when I saw it, and I was like, why in the world are you paying this guy this much money? Um, sure, he's solid, but good gracious, wow. And on, on top of that, they're, they're signing just atrocious money to Zay Jones. Who yeah. <laughs> he's getting most more people money don't even know his name. They're, yeah, they're, they're paying Zay Jones three years, $24 yeah. million. Dollars, $8 million a year for Zay Jones? $14 million guaranteed. But you know what? This is an indication to me, and it's kind of just came to me it so what so what that christian kirk and zay jones aren't the best wide receivers in the nfl they're paying big money for two wide receivers and you know what that means they are investing in the passing game which means jacksonville get ready for them and get ready for Lawrence to go pass happy this year. I think we knew that anyways. You know, obviously with Doug Peterson but going, ETN, going to... Yeah, that's true. ETN's you know, a wild like, card at this point. It, yeah, they're, they're building up a good... Well, good ETN could be a Fournette-style guy where it's, oh, a, yeah. it's a lot of I mean, uh, I mean, a lot has, checkdowns, a lot of screen passes, he, and he gets most of his points have from a, there. You can have an extremely productive fantasy running back on, on, on teams where... You know, it's, it's it's pass heavy. Yeah, I mean, look at Detroit. Yeah, DeAndre so, Swift just so, catches so I don't think passes. This, I don't think this affects ETN all that much, but I think it really does. You know, like I said, Zay Jones, I think it's like an indicator. Ah, this is a lot of money. Of what could happen for, for Zay Jones? Like, I, I'm not going out and buying Zay Jones right now. I don't know where he's going to fit in terms of targets. Who's there? Are they still with Dan Arnold? Is they he's still their number one? Yeah, they didn't he's get still there. One, they? they have they have Evan Ingram now. Oh, that's right. That's the other guy, Evan Ingram. Uh, <laughs> Stone hands, as, yeah, as the dynasty units call them, stone, stone hands. hands, Evan Ingram. What's the deal with with people in Evan Ingram here? Like, I don't know. He had that one solid year, and why was it a solid year? Was that Manning when he, Manning was still yeah, there? He must have with been. Eli. Yep. And and but he still can't catch. And honestly, like I don't understand why people are uh so set on evan ingram being coming in and being a solid fantasy asset if people are valuing evan ingram that highly in your leagues i think evan ingram is a super sell because honestly there are some there are some reports that there are reports that he might line up in the slot or something right like oh there's a lot of tight ends like that he's only he's only on a one-year deal too like i'm not freaking out about evan ingram um oh he was a first round pick back in the day but you know and and this is a good point too jalen rager trevor lawrence obviously made Dan Ar- Arnold semi-relevant at the yeah. beginning of last year because he was using him so much. Yeah. So that that could be the one thing. It'll be interesting. We'll have to see if Evan Ingram I would typically passes, say so. trust the NFL GMs, but Jacksonville is not I don't trust the case Peterson, where that applies. I'm sorry. No. I, I don't know. I, I have no idea why they'd be going and paying Zay Jones $8 million a year and not even yeah, re-signing yeah. DJ Chark. Uh, again, I, yeah, I don't think the only thing I can do when I see those numbers and how much they pay those guys is laugh. Um, but from... It, from an analysis dynasty standpoint, 
I, I view this, like I said, as an indicator of what they're really going to be looking for this season offensively. And I think overall, regardless of how much they're paying them and how atrocious it is, it probably means they're pro- they're they're going to boost in in value as fantasy assets offensively and at least put up some big numbers because there's no way in the world they're paying two mid-grade wide receivers like those guys that much money to not do anything. Well, it's a bunch of wide receiver like twos. I don't Yeah. It'll be interesting to yeah, see yeah. how that wide receiver yeah, sorts it, itself. Oh out. yeah, uh, it also Chenault if he had any relevance coming into this season right he's now another pretty what? irrelevant i don't i don't understand what they're doing now yeah. there they splurged on a bunch of players and on wide receivers at that too. And they, they it's like a tradition lost, for them and yeah. then it yeah. never works so and they lost dj Chark, and then they who lost went to detroit Chark, who went to detroit which honestly you know worth a mention but uh do you think it affects amon ra no it affects him negatively no 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 because he, he's a slot okay. receiver i it, think if anything, it will be it interesting it to see if the, the lions go out and draft a receiver still because honestly i still think they might um i think that would affect amon Ra a little bit because we've you know mentioned this too the reason amon Ra was was a borderline actually the last five or six games of the season he was a wide receiver one he was putting up wide receiver one numbers he was going off but a lot of that was because he was getting so many targets yeah and was swift out during that time? swift and t uh and tj yeah yeah and hawkinson so yeah. so you know amon ra's a whole different story i don't think this affects him a whole lot he's only on a one-year deal yeah. and then another guy on a one-year deal oj howard went to the bills this one's kind of interesting because we're becoming uh known Dawson Knox truthers now and the Dawson Knox truth is that he's probably not going to repeat <laughs> Dawson he, Knox truthers he, he was my guy that he was mine that I said wouldn't repeat would be yeah, yeah. the least likely to repeat as a as a tight end one next year uh we we, t- we mentioned onion uh, well, I call it what I call Robert Tunyon but Robert Onion you know obviously <laughs> had that year where he um Caught a bunch of touchdowns and everybody's like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, he went Robert out and Ross Bunyan, and blah, yeah. blah blah. Robert Bunyan and then and then Robert Bunyan came out and and literally crapped the bed the next Got year. Hurt, yeah. And so you know, and I don't, and I'm not saying that Dawson Knox is Robert Tunyon from from a skill standpoint, but you know, having watched you know the Bills and with them having a new offensive scheme, I'm thinking, okay, I'm less high on Dawson Knox because yeah. I don't think he's going to score as many touchdowns. And then they bring in OJ Howard. Like I said, still a one year deal. But this just kind of solidifies what I was thinking about Dawson yeah. Knox, it just, right? It just adds another tight end to throw in that red yeah. zone and, and to distract yeah. from Dawson Knox. And, and, yeah. and let's say... And I think O.J. Howard's decent. Yeah, he is. And, he's going to get, get some snaps. If, if he takes 30% of Dawson Knox's touchdowns, which will already likely regress, then, then you're not looking at no. t- Dawson Knox tight end five. Yeah, no. and, and again, like, like we've said, touchdowns are valuable, but if you're uh, relying on the touchdowns for yeah. those fantasy Instead points, they targets. can end up being bust. Case in point with a tight end of the past, um, uh, I'm blanking on his name. He played for the Colts. No, he played for the Colts oh, for Eric a year. Ebron. Eric Ebron. Uh, he, he scored 14 touchdowns in a season. And you know what he did because after that? He crapped yeah. the bed. Eric, he drops. Well, yeah. he, he actually he he scored, and then he came back next season, sucked, and then quit, and then went to the Steelers, and then sucked, and then, he and then again. now he's still on the Steelers. So, yep, behind he, he's yeah, he, and he's irrelevant, and that's uh, that's probably. Like I said, Obviously, the, biggest, the best example, the biggest case for a guy like Dawson Knox, who obviously playing with Josh Allen is 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 good still. So but, is playing yeah. with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, exactly. So and and we're not going out and and, and just Ebron get on the onion Andrew train Luck. either. So right. So yeah. Um, I think we covered most of the the big ones here. Yeah, we did. Um, Dang, we I did mean, good there. We you, flew through that. I know. Man. Have, do you guys good remember? Time. That was uh, thirty-five transactions. Do you guys remember a free agency this crazy? 
No, never this in my life. This is nuts, never. and it's not even over. We're gonna we're gonna obviously have no. some more stuff. We'll talk about that a little bit next week, along with some other stuff. Um, um, obviously, obviously, we're not doing next. Uh, have we decided on next week yet? Oh yeah, yeah. We're gonna do. We're we'll doing we'll next have an episode week. next week. We, yes, can't, we can't. We can't take two weeks off in one month. No, that's true. Never. I was hoping we wouldn't. So um, we're obviously gonna, you know, come back next week and cover whatever else yeah. has happened. I'm sure it will be nuts, but yeah, guys. Since we have a little bit of time, and we did such a great job we flying did. through these, big big question that we can talk about here. Where's Baker gonna go? Who cares? Where's yep, he gonna there go? We go. Who cares? That's, that's your I mean, answer? Uh, yeah. I mean, as a Colts fan, I don't care anymore, so he, but where so is he, he going to go? Well, so he can go somewhere and finish as the QB 19 Superflex Leagues and... and Simon thinks he's the next Drew Brees. I was gonna say, Simon. You're, <laughs> I mean, you're, you were you wanted him over Matt Ryan. Yeah, I I was For his upside. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I yeah. mean, I would rather he take the upside. upside. His upside is. I would rather take the upside of upside. His upside is his commercials. The, the, uh, the commercials he does. We love and a healthy shoulder. And uh, you can call me dumb all you want. Maybe I am dumb because we tried the upside take already dumb, with Carson Wentz. We already tried the <laughs> we already tried the upside route with Carson Wentz and it didn't turn out. So I, I guess we're taking the safe option. Anyways, yeah, Baker nice. Mayfield. Who knows? I think he might have to just accept that he's a backup quarterback in in um, Cleveland now because they're not going to want a sixth round. Well, they got percent. They're going to trade him. Yeah, they, for sure. God, yeah, they're not going to um, get a lot out of him. Yeah, for me. Uh, Baker is a sell, sell, sell. Whenever he goes to a different team, sell him, sell him, sell. Really, him I'd sell him now, but really, no, that's interesting. His, his no, the, his, his I think his, his value could go down. I mean, what if he, what if he, what if he goes somewhere and he's a and he's a backup? But he's already a backup. I find that yeah, yeah. But that's people think he, he's going to be a starter somewhere right now. Right. So. <clears throat> True. Who who are the teams that need quarterbacks now? Carolina needs a quarterback. Yeah, Seattle. I think New Orleans I, needs a quarterback. Seattle no, needs a quarterback. James. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I, I think Baker Mayfield will be a starting quarterback between Carolina and Seattle. There's, there, who else are they going to get? And see, I'm, right. I'm just at this point. I'm willing I mean, to Seattle sell Baker should to somebody just, like that. So. They have Drew Locke. What are you talking about? I don't know. Drew there's Locke, there's yeah. Jimmy G, Baker Mayfield, <laughs> and Gardner Winshew, and I think Gardner Winshew. <laughs> right. It's it's the nightmare you've wore. It's red hair with a mustache, and and yeah. he throws interceptions in the end zone. Gardner yeah. Winshew. Yep. But anyways, nice. yeah, Garbo that, bench. I get it. Gar- yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, we, yeah, we, obviously the craziest, you know, one of the craziest free agencies uh, that we have covered. We covered everything, right? Yeah. All right. I'm pretty sure we did. Let's wrap this sucker up. We actually did pretty good this week. Uh, like I said, we're going to come back next week. We're going to cover some stuff. We're going to cover some more free agency stuff. Obviously, you know, the the rookies and the pro days and, the, you know, that's all in full swing. And the draft is quickly coming up. It's going to come up within, you know, a month and a half now. So Malik Willis, number one overall. Malik Willis, number one, the 101. And, and yeah, rookies, we're going to get to that. Um, but uh, I think it's safe to say that the dynasty offseason's in full swing so we're going to keep putting content out there for you if you are listening and you like what you hear you can rate us and say oh yeah this is cool we like that and if you don't like it then just don't rate us because we're not going to beg for your for your rating uh we are going to post uh this list we have a document that we're keeping track of all of the big uh, free agency moves or trading moves that these teams are making, the, the fantasy relevant ones, we're going to post it on our Twitter. So if you want just all of this information in one place, everything you heard today, yep, divided uh, by team, to, yeah, divided by team to be able to go and reference it and, and maybe uh, parallel it with what we talked about today. Uh, like I said, uh, at Dynasty Domain on Twitter, you can go there, you can find it, uh, you can follow us if you want. And we, we post stupid stuff. It's mostly Simon expressing his opinions on our, uh, on our, 
they're corporate not using his own private account. Not using his private account, but they're, they're I 100% facts. agree, even though the other two don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, uh, we're glad you joined us. We're happy that this offseason has been nuts because it gives us a lot to talk about. And as football fans, uh, we love doing that. But we thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week. This has been Dynasty Domain. <laughs>